Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am Lauren. Heartiest greetings and salutations, Lauren. I'm Charles. <laughs> we have a new friend today. Yay! Hi, my name's Manuel. Good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> hey, we are talking face-off. Fucking finally. I think two people on Instagram were like, are you ever going to do face-off? I was like, yeah, I'll definitely put it on Patreon first. So this is for the Patreon folks. But last time I did Demolition Man, I think my audience was just like, what? I, I'm not a fan. So I was like, well, I really like face-off. So I'm going to talk about it because I just really like it. And I'm stoked that both of you wanted to do this episode because I fucking love this movie. Well, I n- never realized I was a, like, um, hardcore Nicolas Cage fan until we all <laughs> saw the the eternal weight of massive talent in, in, in the theater a few months ago. <laughs> and so, um, he's fucking awesome. He's, he's just, he's, he really is the greatest actor alive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Come on. <laughs> he's up there with De Niro. His, his range is pretty incredible. I know. Yeah, I know. No joke. It actually is. It's pretty awesome. I just reviewed Sleepers, and I was like, I've been seeing way too many attractive young guys in, like, priest outfits in the last, like, <laughs> 24 hours. Like, first I get De Niro, and then I get Nicolas Cage. I was like, oh, yeah, this scene. I, like, I remember this movie so well. I think I probably rented it when I was, like, 14 or something like that, but... I just remember, I mean, knowing both of them and being like, oh, this is going to be cool. This is going to be fun. And this is one of those, like, just action after action after action. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Which is cool. Like, and, like, the sequences feel like, I don't know, they're, they just feel so fresh and just, like, a, 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 a original. And you, I think they were, like, all done with, like, practical effects. So it just feels yeah. like, it, it just it, it just feels, like, so, you know, like, you know, raw. And this just... It's, it's, it's just, it's just, you don't get stuff like that anymore. And it's just really ref, 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 refreshing. So it's great. <laughs> like, oh, totally. Totally. So Manny, when's the first time you saw Face Off? Gosh, let's see. I feel like this came out, what, 97, 98 or something like that. So I was like probably 10 years old. 97. Yeah, 97. Yeah. yeah. I think I saw it when I was in like middle school my older brothers or something we re-rented it we some one of these days um and i don't all i remember of it really like back then was that it was like really cool action and i remember the boat scene being yeah. like really cool um and boat scene. i think fast forward to college i remember seeing you know seeing it before and just going oh it's just nicholas cage being nicholas cage that's just awesome <laughs> And I really didn't pay no mind, but then when I rewatched it again, and actually I kind of took notice now, fast forward even you know more years, it's like it's he's it's it's a fantastic, honestly, it's a fantastic movie for what it is an action nonstop action film. He's still there with that style power of Travolta and uh, Nicolas Cage. It's just fantastic. I mean, they work so well together too. I mean, who knew? I kind of wouldn't put them together, but I feel like. They, I mean, Nicolas Cage is just like, I mean, yeah, he's, he's like his own person. Like he's like one of those people that like is a verb. 
Like, yeah. his name is a verb, right. you know? Like, and he can do whatever he wants. And even in that film, the Massive Talent film that came out earlier this year, there was the one of the guys, the characters, like, collected actual Nicolas Cage memorabilia. And one of them was, like, a cast of him in the final scene of Face Off. <laughs> and it was, like, him in the suit with the gun, with the gold guns, I, I think. And I was like, oh, my God. That's what made me be like, oh, shit, Face Off. I forgot that I have to do that one like but this was also like Nicolas Cage in the mid 90s was the action star he was like the rock of today like yeah. he was in Con Air he was in he, The Rock well, he was also in The The, the Rock <laughs> the, the Rock yeah <laughs> um, yeah totally and like Face Off obviously so Travolta I don't know if he'd done anything had he done Oh, Broken Arrow was before this, right? Like yeah, the year before right. this? Okay, with Christian Slater. Was it's that also a John Woo? Uh-huh. It was? Okay. Yeah, oh. uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Um, Charles, what about you? When's the first time you saw Face Off? Um, so this was a movie that I was aware of when, when it came out, um, just because, you know, Lauren, we went to school with, like, that, with, like, that person who was obsessed with, with movies, and when he went off his medication we were all warned to basically close our eyes and think of england um oh my God. you're right was he doing like nicholas cage impressions i feel i i feel like he i i i feel like he was kind of leaned more towards like the jim carrey camp yeah but like right. i think i i i think that faceoff was like you know there for him yeah so um the, the, um so i didn't actually see this movie until i was probably in college and oh, wow. and the only reason I saw it was because Jurassic Park three had come out, and I had a huge crush on Alessandro Nivola. Nov- oh god, he's so hot in this movie! Oh my god, the way that he's like smart, but also like can't yeah. tie his shoes. Like yeah. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's like a super genius, but he's also insane. And, you know, that, and to me, that is just a great combination. I mean, mean, he eats like tongue sandwiches and tiramisu. He's also like waving with his pinky. He doesn't know how to wave. It's so creepy. (laughs) (laughs) His glasses, his, the gold, like circular glasses, like the Ben Franklin glasses. They're so weird. I love, I love his outfit. I mean, we'll get to that, that fashion note too. I actually really like his outfit. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any other notes about my first, like, watch. I mean, I was just super young, and I just love an action movie. This and Demolition Man are probably, like, my two favorite 90s action movies. I don't really like Speed. Like, it's not one of my faves. Like, this one is more my my style, I think. I think I just like all of this action. Mm. And probably, like, a Tarantino have, that has, um, you know, stuff like have that. Have you ever watched any of John Woo's, like, Hong Kong no, movies, that was because, my question. Has anyone watched his other films? Um, from because Hunter? I have not, but I've heard that they're supposed to be fan, fan, fantastic, like the ones with Chow Yun Fat. Um, yeah, he like, was supposed to be in this, I think. Like oh, a, right, a small um, role, I think. Because yeah. I've heard that the killer is supposed to be really good, and I think, and, and I think that a better tomorrow is supposed to be like really good too. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I'm interested in seeing like he. Is a yeah, dope same. director. Yeah, I watched so one cool. of his movies when I did some research just to figure out because I knew he was known for his awesome action, and he had done some work with Jackie Chan, and there was this one movie. So I think it's literally oh. called "I Am Jackie Chan" or something like. And I remember watching that because that was a Jackie and Jackie Chan movie, but I didn't know at the time that he was the director. 
But um, which movie did you? Which other movie did you watch of his? It was a Jackie uh, Chan featured film, and I believe it was in his own name. Literally, something like uh, uh, the 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 Jackie Chan story. I believe. Uh, oh, okay. And it was good, just because I'm also just a big Jackie Chan fan. So, but I just didn't put two and two together till today to find out that he had worked with him and that he was the director of that specific film, which is kind of oh, neat. he. He has such a just like insane style. Like that's just I also noticed too a lot of the like cinematography wise that he has a lot of slow slow motion, a lot of cuts and a lot of yeah definitely like slow motion mixed with the sped up motion mm-hmm. like especially in the fight sequences and stuff like that, which I find really interesting. But yeah, it's super cool. So I'm excited to get to behind the scenes. So, Charles, why don't you go first? Because there's a ton about okay. this movie. Um, so, yeah, what did you get? So, on Rotten Tomatoes, this uh, movie has a critic score of 92%. Um, yeah, that's pretty incredible. And it's this, and it has an audience score of 82%, which doesn't really make sense to me. 82? I was, I was like, really? All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty low. Eighty-two. Yeah. I was like, don't Isn't make this me movie, like... don't make me agree with the critics for God's sake. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, like that's such a spread too. I know. for such a like kind of iconic '90s action film too. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so this movie was nominated for one Oscar, um, which was for best sound effects editing. Um, and there were only three nominees that year. And the other two, two movies it was nominated with were The Fifth Element, and they both lost to Titanic. What? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so that's pretty um, good company. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I guess. Face Off was just awesome. Um, I mean, it was pretty good. <laughs> it just won an Oscar. <laughs> um. So the uh, so the first uh, the first real face transplant was accomplished in Ooh. 2012 on a man named R- Richard Morris who accidentally shot himself with a shotgun, um, and I think that it's been performed successfully s- s- several times since then. And I th- think that um, one of the people who received one was one of those uh, people that was involved in like one of those horrible like chimpanzee. <gasps> Maulings. Um, oh wow! Where they, where he basically had his entire face like destroyed. Um, oh my god! So um, that's you know that's kind of comforting. Um, <laughs> I mean, the way that this we'll get into it when we get to the film, but the way this surgery just went down without a hitch, and there was like absolutely no recovery time. Yeah, it was like the timeline was definitely a little wonky because it was like you have surgery, you look like this other person. It would have been made more sense to like actually transfer your brain matter or something. Like that yeah. would have made more sense because <laughs> how are you recovering and like walking around and same with, with Castor when he wakes up, like he has no face and wakes up and like sits at full attention. I was like, um, I'm not pretty a, sure he wouldn't be able to like move yeah. <laughs> like his muscles at all. He's like, Oh my God, fuck this talking on the phone. Like, like nothing happened. I feel um, like the dude and- like light a cigarette too. <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah, he's like watching TV, yeah, like watching right. the, the watching the surgery. I was like, "What?" And you no, know, just maybe if you're about to undergo a procedure like this, you might just want to tell 
tell your wife, you know, like just, you know, give, give her a heads up, you know, like he doesn't have a wife. Uh, and even John Travolta is like, I can't believe that he honestly was just like, I'm going under, like, I'm not going to be around. How long did you think you were going to be in the jail for? Like, (laughs) how did he get the information? Like, like maybe an hour after he walked in. Like, like how? <laughs> it just, that's what it seemed like. The timeline was just very weird. Like, everything was happening so, so, so yeah. quick, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, go on. Um, so, um, so I really love the actress Joan Allen, who plays Sean's wife. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, I, um, and so I heard that, like, uh, the director, John Wu, like, really, like, fought for her to oh, be in that's cool. that role. And because I, I, I guess, like, everyone wanted, like, kind of like a more generic looking person you know and you know like i was like but joan allen is like an amazing actress <laughs> so mm-hmm. um so I, I thought that was cool um so here is a list of um of uh on-screen like um on-screen pairings that were considered before oh they God. finally settled on john travolta and N- nicholas cage okay okay so Number one is Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Yep. Yeah. Now they were like approached first, right? I think so. And what then, do you think that would be like? Um, and then uh, Harrison Ford and Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that wouldn't have been the, movie, like, the same movie at all. No. No one wants, and you know, I, I mean, I think it would be kind of interesting if like Harrison Ford played the bad guy but um yeah i don't know i mean I, michael douglas stick to your erotic thriller yeah like fuck up your homes get sleep around and sleep with crazy chicks and have them try to kill you or run you off the road like that's your genre i like, will that's... not be ignored dan <laughs> i know <laughs> like that's a, he is like the king there still is no one that can top him in that genre <laughs> and sharon stone so who was he supposed to be paired with michael douglas and who and uh, Harrison Ford. Oh, well, it's Harrison funny because it turned out that Michael Douglas was actually an executive producer on this film. Oh, interesting. No way. Yeah, look, yeah I, that's one thing I thought was interesting. I was like, oh, yeah. So I didn't know, though, that he was a, a, a potential pair. And then I guess oh. if it was turned down once they found who they did, regardless, he was still an um, executive producer. Nice. Um, so a few more pairings that were considered Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like Bruce Willis. I do too. Alec yeah. Baldwin. I don't know about Alec Baldwin. I don't know if I can see that pairing, but I think Bruce Willis would be cool. Um, Al- has he ever played a cop? Al- Bruce Willis. Uh, Al-, Al Pacino Besides- and Robert De Niro. Oh come on! I mean, Man. it's it's been done, I guess, but you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> like, can I mean, okay, so at this time, I wonder because this, I think, script I read was like optioned in 91. So they were trying to make it. I wonder if, if this had come out before Heat. Because, you know, Heat was oh, like the big right. movie that they were in together since like The Godfather. I yeah. Think. I think it was like a right. big deal that they were like on screen together again. I wonder, like, that would be really cool. I mean, that would be cool. It would be a different movie, obviously. It'd be really cool if it took place in New York and it was face off and it was the two of them. Yeah. In like some other way, but that would have, yeah, that would have been cool. Um, I'd watch that. 
my yeah, totally. uh, my personal favorite is uh, Jean Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal. Um, <laughs> what a mess! What a fucking mess! I, mean, I would probably watch it. I would totally watch it. Oh my god! Yeah, I would watch it. Yeah. And finally, Denzel Washington and Wesley Snipes. Oh, oh god, Wesley wow. Snipes in fucking Demolition Man. Like Simon Phoenix is one of my all-time favorite villains oh, of any like '90s action. Like Stallone, whatever. Fucking Simon Phoenix is so legendary. Like he is a Joker type. Like he was so unpredictable and so crazy. And I really wish there was another film that was more about Simon Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But he would have been pretty cool. Denzel, I can't see. Yeah. I could see. Um, I, I just can't see Denzel I switching mean, into, like, a Wesley personality if Wesley was, like, a crazy villain. I mean, I think that they could definitely do it, though. I mean... Just, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess they could, because in Training Day, yeah. he is, like, a villain, but it's a different kind. So I guess he would just bring a different kind of, like, attitude to it. Yeah, they all would actually be pretty decent. Um, so there was a scene that was cut from the script where, um, like, when, uh when like uh sean as caster troy is like trying to find a place to hide and he goes to troy's mother's house and the idea was that uh troy's mother would be played by either elizabeth taylor or jack jack nicholson yeah in in drag so no yeah that was the one that I have written down. That was my favorite <laughs> one. Is the idea? Wait, how? Oh, that would have been so awesome. But how though? Like what? From well, well, from what I what I saw, it said that you know when he went to hide out with his like tra- Caster Troy's um, criminal accomplice. Oh, like Dietrich and everyone. Correct. Yeah, and his Instead, dope loft. He would have gone to his childhood home where Jack Nicholson would have been in drag as his mother. <laughs> and, then, and, then and then I also saw that they also, uh, along with Nicholas, they considered um, uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, oh, my God. As well. And how, and yeah. then, oh, God. come on. I mean, um, those are two radically different sides of the same coin. <laughs> so, like, yeah, they um, really are. So, uh, okay, so... Um, these are the list of objects that are contained in that like really cool box that like Caster Troy has. Oh yeah, he's, dude. Like, um, presented on on the tarmac, and uh-huh. this is going to read a lot like the time that I um accidentally on purpose Googled um our old roommate's name and um found a list of hit and it found a uh, article about his arrest along with all the things that confiscated from his car oh, that's right <laughs> that's right yeah we can't say the name but i guess you could say what it was but yeah that's so funny i mean i guess it's public records so yeah exactly like a secret um you know. so the uh, um, objects in castratory's box were a black a, a bag of blue pills sunglasses Three rolled cigarettes or marijuana joints. <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> a pack of chiclets, four pieces of Bazooka Joe bubble gum, a switchblade, okay. and what appears to be a blue off or off blue glass vial. <laughs> so, oh, um, and the yep. two guns. Exactly. Um, nice. And um, and then um, I'm getting close, close to the end, but. Um, so, um, so I, um, so I was pleasantly surprised that Margaret Show was in in this movie, um, mm-hmm, yeah. Because I am, I was just a huge fan of hers, 
And she does a stand-up bit where she talks about filming this movie. And she said she had a makeup artist on this film who was kind of abusive towards her. And what? like, um, and like, you know, and like she would, um, she said, I mean, to be honest, this, this woman was just ugly. Like she was really fucking ugly. <laughs> and, um, so um, apparently she was in the makeup chair and the makeup artist had the mascara wand like you on her eye and in the middle of applying mascara to her this makeup artist leaned right into her ear and said what's my name what (laughs) no that can't be real (laughs) so i was just like oh my god um (laughs) oh my god okay and then finally um there, um, there, um, um, the total body count for this movie is oh yeah, thirty six, um, thirty six, um, yeah. twenty of which are killed by Caster Troy, and four of which are killed by Archer. Wait, so Caster Troy, like the one, like after, like I don't know how we're gonna even describe <laughs> <know>. this, like <laughs> Caster Troy as really Sean, because real Caster, real Caster Troy, real Caster Troy is not really in it that much. He's only yeah. in like the first well, what ten minutes. I'm well, I'm assuming by Caster Troy they they mean like Caster mean- Troy like 1.0 and then also 2.0 as Sean Archer. So I love that Sean Ar- like Caster Troy 2.0, who's the Sean Archer one. I love we'll just call him 1.0 and 2.0. 2.0 like somehow is in the loft when like this FBI raid happens and he's like, well, we're just gonna kill motherfuckers now, even though I'm FBI and I'm literally like <laughs> except for like the guy in the hallway yeah. where he like knocked him out and then shot next to him. Yeah. But like and I think most of them he would like try to kind of like hit them in the leg. Like, I think he yeah. hit one of the guys in the leg. Yeah. yeah, while they were like running up. But I think at some point doesn't he have the gun and he's just like spraying it around? Yeah. And yeah, sure. everyone else is doing that too. Yeah. I was like, wait, you're still like FBI. <laughs> like you're still undercover, you know, but I guess they don't know. Yeah. So I guess I don't, they don't, yeah, they don't know. They're going to shoot him. Yeah. So I guess, you know, going to shoot um, him back. God, it's crazy. Okay. And then finally, um, there, there was a abandoned plot point where the reason why Caster Troy hated Sean is because both of them had been like romantically involved with each other. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yes. one, I that one I feel like I would have like enjoyed. <laughs> I would have enjoyed like it would have made more sense why this cat and mouse game went as long as it did throughout this movie. And so the reason why Caster Troy was trying to kill Sean is because he was basically a spurned lover and um you know he was he was basically Glenn Close from Fatal Attraction. So like, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but i guess you know hollywood got involved and you're like oh you can't do that blah, 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 blah. so it's 1996 so we're not falling yeah. for that we're not doing that now so alas we didn't get the story we deserved <laughs> i know and oh that would have been great and jack nicholas and drag come on <laughs> i know that would have made it even better even better i would have really liked i would have really liked um like a swayze and somebody like Patrick Swayze and somebody would be a good combo, but I guess I can't think of anyone who like kind of looks similar. I just, they don't really look that similar though. I could see like maybe a Patrick Swayze or like Ray Liotta maybe, or yeah. David Bacon. <laughs> oh, Kevin Bacon. Ooh. Or Kevin Bacon. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Kevin Bacon would be. Oh god, I just watched Sleepers. Oh god, no, this is good. I can't look at Kevin Bacon right now. <laughs> I can't. I can't look at him right now. <laughs> um, it's just like it's it's really good, but yeah, I hadn't seen that movie in, in a long time. Have, By the time this is up, I think it'll. This have will you heard of this movie that he's in called the the the, the, the wo- Woodsman, where he plays like a can a the child. Pedophile? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's like yeah, I've seen it. It's like it's it's like sleepers, but there's like no you know happy parts. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> like, awful. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, no, it's good, yeah, but it's awful. It like the subject matter is awful. It yeah, is. <laughs> it's like it's crazy. Um, Manny, what'd you get? Um, well, Charles like literally took my, stole. my favorite one, which was just that uh, one idea that was uh, nixed and never happened was Jack Nicholson as you know the mom playing <laughs> playing his mom in drag. God, that so, cool. so good. But also, I Woody think, Harrelson and Matt McConaughey. I just thought of that oh, would be a good one. That would be good. Oh, love Woody Harrelson. Um, I think I, there was one that Charles didn't mention because he pretty much got him pretty much all of it. But I don't know if you guys saw that early on in the development, uh, Paramount Pictures wanted to cast Johnny Depp. And, I know, I read and, that. And um, Nicolas Cage already expressed interest to star, but uh, the studio would only agree if Depp could play his co-star. Uh, but then come to find out, uh, Johnny Depp, after reading it, realized it wasn't a hockey movie, so he decided he didn't want to be in it. <laughs> what is that? Wait, that's weird. So if it was hockey, he would have yes, done it? <laughs> yes, apparently. Apparently. Yeah, he's, yeah. It, it, here, I actually got it pulled up. It says, um, okay, what led to the future Oscar-nominated Pirates of the Caribbean startup pass on... Uh, face off was the discovery that it was not about hockey after reading the script. <laughs> what face off? They said that they kept the slash in there so that people thought it was about hockey. And I was like, is that a hockey term? Face off the right. way it's yeah. with the slash. Yeah. And uh-huh. then he said, if Paramount needed any other reason to keep the title slash, they certainly had it then. But yeah. <laughs> so, isn't that kind of funny? That's so funny. God, Johnny Johnny Depp would be like so good with Gina Gershon, mm-hmm. like nineties. Mm-hmm. Like they would just look look so good together. I feel like on screen. Is this a time where uh, I noticed one of the, like I recognized one of the characters in the in the film? Like there's a couple mm-hmm. of famous people in it, obviously that we all know. But the sec- yeah yeah the prison uh, security guard, like the main guy, I think his name was Walton in the movie. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys recognize him, but I immediately thought of. Him, he was in Zodiac, uh, the Zodiac, and he played like the, oh, the, yeah, the, the Fincher one. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, the Fincher one. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I liked him. Like he's a really good actor, but I mean, he had a minimal role. But I recognized him immediately, and I was like, "Oh, I know that guy." And he's also been in a bunch of stuff. He's in Horror Story quite a fair amount. Yeah, that's he's, right. He plays like Twisty the Clown. He would play John Wayne Gacy that's when they right. had. Yeah. Uh, what hotel? Hotel, uh, like yeah. Ryan Murphy had. So good. Yeah, I think it was hotel. Yeah, another person uh, that I love is <laughs> besides um, Alessandro Nivola in this movie is Matt Ross. He plays Loomis. He's the guy who gets his ear shot off. He's the guy that's in Big Love. He's Chloe Sevigny's brother in that oh, show on HBO. Okay. He's also in Silicon Valley. He plays like the Steve Jobs character. He's fucking hilarious, and I believe now he directs. Like, he directs some things. He started to direct some of the older episodes of Silicon Valley. And then Chris Bauer, who plays Duboff, that guy that he tries to escape with, 
or that he escapes with, kind of, sort of. Um, Duboff is in True Blood. He's the detective in the town. Andy? Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's in um, some other... I think he's also in, like, some other HBO shows. Because, you know, they have, like, that casting pool where they're in, like, a bunch of different things on HBO. Mm. Um, and I also... Uh, who else was in it? Besides Dominique Swain, who I love. I haven't seen her, Jamie. Like, I haven't seen her in too much. Does she do anything now? Her name sounds well, she has really actually a lot fam- of familiar though. She actually is in a lot of things, but I guess I haven't seen any of these. She's a lot of things actually in pre-production that I have not heard of yet, but I remember her really big in the nineties. Like she was in alpha dog, which was that movie that was like oh, 2006, right, right. I think. Yeah. Um, she was Lolita in the one from the nineties, the same year as this with Jeremy Irons. Oh, interesting. Which keeps coming up because I haven't seen it because I thought the subject matter was kind of weird. Um, everybody and she's keeps, also in this. Everybody keeps saying it's like one of the great n- novels of like the 20th century. I just don't really want to read it. Like, yeah, I mean, that's how I feel. I started to read it and then I was like, I don't really want to read yeah, this. Um, and she's in a movie called Tart, which I'll definitely review on the podcast. Brad Renfro is also in that. Oh. Um, and Bijou Phillips. Yeah. It's really good. It's like one of those like random indies. But, but yeah, that's so funny. John Carroll Lynch. Yeah, that's the guy's name. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> Go on. Do you have any more? I'm fresh out. Oh, okay, sweet. All right, so I have, on IMDb, this is a 7.3 out of 10, which I find incredibly offensive, because that means people who had IMDb a long time ago didn't even vote this that high. So, like, WTF with that. I find that weird. Yeah. Um, The budget was... Right? It's weird. The budget was $80 million. I'm trying to find out. I couldn't find out salaries for them. But I wonder, like, how much of that was... Because the cast of this was pretty... Like, Harv Presnell is pretty known. Um, like, you know, an older actor. And then we have, like... Nicolas Cage was in a lot of stuff at that point. He has to have gotten, like, a good chunk. Same with uh, well, Travolta. Well, he done um, Leaving Las Vegas, too. So he, like, had an Oscar... You know, so oh yeah, well I mean, then yeah, he definitely got a good yeah, a good. Uh, I think yeah, I think I got the Oscar the year before this one came out. Yeah, yeah he's. I was gonna say Travolta does does have an Oscar or does he not? He, uh, I think he was nominated for Saturday Night Fever and then again for Pulp Fiction. But I don't think he won. Oh, he didn't win. Oh, he should have won for Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it was good. I, yeah, I thought he was great in that. That's so crazy. Um. So Juliana Margulies turned down the role of Sasha because it conflicted with her schedule for ER. I found that kind of interesting. Hmm. Uh, she would have been a good one. I feel like she would have been cool. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I like her. I mean, I love Gina Gershon. And apparently she got this role because of the movie Bound, oh. which came out the year before, which we reviewed a while ago on the podcast, which is really cool. Um, the Over the Rainbow sequence, which is the song performed by Olivia Newton-John, it originally paramount did not want to pay for that and didn't want to finance like that whole entire scene but john Wu wanted it in and he paid out of his pocket oh nice yeah to have that in the scene yeah which was like so crazy um (laughs) oh so i did the budget 80 million box office was 245.7 so this was a big deal when it came out it did it did like super super well did very well um yeah right i mean it for good reason it's like it's it's just it's just so entertaining even though it's 
you know, it doesn't feel slow or anything like that. It's just like, I feel like it always just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, which is so there great. There is no time to kind of like, you know, suddenly, you know, slip off to, to the kitchen to like m- make a s- sandwich and then come back. Like, and <laughs> you know, like you, you like once it starts, you're like cooked in until like the very end. <laughs> yeah and even if you do go to the bathroom or go to the kitchen for a snack you're gonna miss like amazing lines yeah. because usually that's when all the amazing lines happen when they're like doing dumb stuff mm-hmm. and that's when you hear like all these amazing lines when it's not action so it actually is a really great script too mm-hmm. i forgot to include written by mike werb and michael collery okay so yeah that's really cool um okay so some of the prisoners in the scene were in the jail scenes were actual ex-convicts because John Woo wanted to have some real people in there. It felt very Oz, that prison. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, the energy was really crazy. Like, especially the way they watched them fight for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't in- initially lock them down. They were just kind of like, okay, he's beating the shit out of him. One more hit, he's probably going to, you know, pass out. Okay, lock him down now. Yeah. Like, well, they that, just were, like, waiting. That's kind and of awful. funny you say that, because, like, one of the guards was like, I tell you when you stop fighting, or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, did he? I don't think yeah. I heard that. He literally said that, and that was when he tased him at the end, I believe. And he's so pretty much oh. like... Oh, that's right. I stopped the fight. Correct. Yeah. So it's like to yeah, reiterate yeah. your point where they were literally watching... They let them fight. Like, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, like, want them to fight. Yeah. It's like they, they're not, like, worried about them at all. <laughs> of course, they're like, your ass is mine. <laughs> like, you don't even, like, there are no laws that apply here. Like, you're no citizen of, of anywhere. And, like, all this crazy shit. I was like, oh, my God. How fucking nuts. It's, it's so crazy. Um, Mark Wahlberg turned down the role of Pollux, which I find kind of interesting. Um, what did Mark Wahlberg do in 97? He did some, like, weird things after he did, um, Basketball Diaries and, like, oh, he did Fear. How could I fucking forget? Oh, right. He was just David McCall. No, he couldn't do that. We would just see him as David. I I couldn't see him as Pollux, like, not at all. (laughs) Um, this might be the first time I saw Alessandro Nivola, though. Yeah, same. I don't think I'd seen him before Mm -hmm. that. Cool. All right. So does anyone have any fashion tidbits? Ellen Mirojnik is the fashion designer. I do, but my fashion kind of ties into, um, like, like the, the scenes, like my, one of my favorite sequences. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can say it. It's cool. Right. Like, so like, as we, like, first of all, there's so much that happens in the first 10 minutes when casters like there before and then no longer the rest of the movie. But when he's like himself, um, there's so much there, but that's just the sequence when he drives up and he comes out of the car with that long black coat flapping into the wind. Um, and then his man takes off the coat and he's wearing like this deep red burgundy glossy shirt He's got gold cufflinks, gold pistols. When he takes it off, you see them in the in his back. He's got the, then he pulls out the gold money clip. that's like a dragon, and yeah. he also, if you notice, he's wearing gold rim sunglasses that are also red uh-huh. lenses, like a deep red. The mm-hmm. same color. His, yeah, to match his like whole like get up, and then he's also got like a black leather belt with gold, like the actual like belt clip is gold. And he's got a bunch of gold rings on his hands, as well as gold face, a, a, a watch, which is a gold face watch with a leather band. So it's like this whole get up and it's a sequence because he's coming out of the car. He takes off the coat. He puts on the other coat. 
It flashes back to him. He takes out the money clip all in that like sequence of showing him arriving at the private jet, like as a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, of all like the wardrobe, to me, that was the best. Now there was some good ones oh, yeah. other than that, but like that getup was just great, you know, other than him wearing all black and pretty much everything else. But uh, that was pretty fun. I-, I thought that was, he looked good. That, that like material that his shirt is made out of is so interesting because like I thought it was completely like dark at first, but then it has this weird like kind of like glossy kind of like red sheen to it. I think it's so. Oh, right. Okay. It's probably, uh, I, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty it's sure like it's almost so. like a, a, a deep plum, like a red plum type. Yeah. Yeah. Reddish. Yeah. It looked, it was good. It's like a Merlot. <laughs> it's like a Bordeaux. It's like a Bordeaux, Bordeaux. like red. Yeah, it's really cool. Like that, yeah, that is my favorite se- like sequence. I think of all. I also love that the plane is also dark red. Mm. Yes, the 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 PJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really yeah, it's really really cool. I love yeah, I loved. I don't know if I could see his shoes. They were black. Well, he must have been were, yeah. I was gonna say like boots or something. Yeah. yeah. It was dope. I mean, he can pull that off, though. Like, he... That's the cool thing about uh, Nicolas Cage as, like, just Nicolas Cage, not just as the actor, is even if you look at some of his uh, actual, you know, other movies he's done, like Wild at Heart with David Lynch, and also some of his interviews, like, early interviews, even now, he dresses so fucking cool. Mm. Like, he dresses, like, his own... It's literally his own shit, and he just pull. I feel like he pulls everything off, like, so, so well. Yeah, I think he also, like you saying about his wardrobe being his own shit, I think he also, like, uh, had his, some of the cars in this movie uh, were his. Oh, no way. Yeah, I swear, I think I saw something this morning when I was looking it up that uh, he imported some car or something. He like, Or he, he brought the cars to the set or something like that. Oh, cool. Oh, that's right. But yeah, so do you have wardrobe, any other fashion notes? That's what I've got for wardrobe. That was the best. Cool. I mean, obviously, okay. the big thing about him in, like, the priest outfit, because that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's... Uh, I'll stop. I mean, it, cool. it counts. <laughs> yeah, it counts. That's an outfit. Yeah, that's, that's a total outfit that he has on. It was pretty awesome. Cool. Charles, what do you got? Um, so, I... <laughs> I really love Janie. Um, I, I do, too, yeah. Like, I mean, she, she is... I mean, she is just such a spaz, but she has like the coolest clothes. <laughs> so, She's a little Quinn Morgan. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, personally really loved the uh, scene when like Margaret Cho like comes up to Castor Troy slash Sean. She's like, congratulations, sir, on, on a successful surgery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just because she's like wearing that really cool like black suit. Um, yeah. And um, I'm trying to think. And then um, I loved I loved uh, what Gina Gershon is wearing, like when um, when like the shootout begins and she's trying to like get her son like to like safety and she, she runs into that SWAT officer and um, she just like totally like kicks his ass and um, I was I was like and she looked great doing it too. Yeah, um, she, yeah. yeah. she sure did. Really cool. And um, and. Finally, I um I um I I just I really love Joan Allen. She looks so like you know professional and just like she just seems like such a lovely person. And I frankly don't buy that her character would end up with someone like Sean Archer. I just I'm I'm sorry. I think she is too good for him. Like I mean, I mean she could do so much better. 
I mean, I wonder if Sean will be different now that he, like, the thing is, which is so interesting that, like, we always think, oh, God, he's still kind of a square. She's going to have, have tasted Castor Troy, and then she's going to come back to, like, bland-ass Sean. And she's like, oh, wait, you're not actually Castor's brain, even. Like, mannerisms, like, any of that. You're actually back to being, like, and it was crazy. Also, like, this just really shows the range of both of the actors, because it was so crazy having to be, like, in someone else's body, but then pretending to be them, but then uncomfortable yeah. pretending to be them yes. at the same time. So, like, you see Nicolas Cage, like, struggling to be, like, unhinged because Sean is not. He's, like, so buttoned up. Hmm. And he's just, like, like especially when he was, like, uh, I'm sleeping with his wife. And, like, he, he doesn't believe it. Like, because he's just, like, oh, yeah, I have to say this. And everyone starts laughing. And then he starts laughing, but it's, like, he's forcing himself to be, like, this asshole. And then, yeah, he's going to go back to being, like, you know... Oh, here's our kid that looks just like the one that died six years ago. Yes. Like, because we all know that when you lose a child, the best fix for it is to just get, is just to adopt a new one who looks exactly like the one who who died. Right? (laughs) Obviously, not a dog. (laughs) Gosh, okay. Wait, so do you have any more Charles? Uh, I do not. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. I have different ones than, than you. So that's cool. Than everybody's. So I obviously like the first caster sequence. It's pretty awesome. I have to say that I love just men in different suits and different kinds of suits. I love the suits that both of them are wearing at the end. I also love that like Nick Cage's is way slimmer and he has that like slimmer tie. It just looks really cool. That one shot where you see both of them mm-hmm. like getting ready to go into the, the church and you see like that one scene, which I thought was really cool. And I think at one point when Sean is, let's say Sean 2.0. So it's really caster in there. He wears a really cool tie clip that I don't think he wears before. Or maybe he does wear before, but I noticed like he has different accents to his clothes when he's the caster Sean, which is really interesting. Um, I love Pollock's outfit. I think I love like the black trench coat with that kind of like it's like a chunky wool sweater and then a a button down shirt underneath it, mm. and then he has like kind of baggy khakis, those white kind of lace up shoes. I just love the way that looks. It just looks really cool. I also love when he's arrested and he has that lime green jumpsuit. Yeah. When he's yeah. in the cool. in the interrogation room. I thought that was really cool. Um, I love Janie. I love that Janie has like, um, when she has the first time you see her and they're like, oh, what's wrong? Why did you get in a fight? And then it like zooms out from her eyes and you see her like eyeliner that has these like kind of wings like drawn on them and then it like zooms out and she has like a chain in her hair she doesn't look that extreme mm-hmm. like it doesn't look as gothy i guess as i kind of thought she was gonna look like but i like that i like how they zoomed out and you kind of like saw her whole look and she yeah. looked you know looked really cool Tacky. which is really neat yeah right i like it um, and my other favorite person, who I'm surprised no one's mentioned, is Dietrich, a.k.a. Nick Cassavetes, and his dope coats, because he's huge. Yeah. He's, like, 6'5". He has this amazing, like, it almost looks like fur, but it's almost like a vintage coat, and it's, like, it looks like something that a guy in Snatch would wear. 
Oh like yeah, that movie that Guy Ritchie movie. It's like really he and he has an amazing suit when you go to the loft and when Caster comes in, like Caster 2.0, like comes in and he's trying to hide out there and he's like, "Hey, you know, like come on in. Look at all these people." He has this amazing like dark burgundy suit too, and it's yes. like I think it's like a turtleneck and then he has the jacket and the pants. Like it's really fucking cool. I've, um he's one of my other sec. That's my second favorite uh outfit. Yep, 100%. Yeah, it's it's like so cool. Like he has just the weirdest, the weirdest style, I guess, for that kind of guy. Um, I also really love, too, when Nicolas Cage, or I guess it would be Sean Archer 2.0, is wearing uh, original Sean's clothes. And I, or he, I think he, no, I think he got clothes somewhere because he has a baggy leather jacket on. Maybe he has that when he steals the car from the, like, you know, valet or something, because he has to cover up the prison outfit. Oh, right. But it's, like, a baggy leather coat, which is cool. It's, like, a little too big for him. He has that on for, like, most of it. They, uh, kind of, yeah, they kind of yada yada over, over the part where he gets from, like, you know, the prison back to Los Angeles, right? Like, Yeah, that's what I wonder. I was like, how far offshore is this? We do see shore when he dies. I, but... I mean, it seems pretty far. <laughs> like, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, that was. But pretty- it's not that far. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I mean, he lived, so you know, I guess it's doable. <laughs> like, well, I yeah, mean, we didn't I, literally didn't see anything. No, you don't. It's except for him falling right and like kicking his legs and then going into the water, and then it just cuts to him. Oh, he's definitely gonna be in city. He's in the city, and he like pops yeah. up. You know, like okay. But like but, when that happened, I, no- I immediately thought of 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 um, of him in um, um, uh, American tre- or what's it called? But uh, that treasure movie where he also jumps oh, national treasure, yeah, national treasure, where he jumps off of the the ship as well, and he does the exact same thing. Literally. Oh, <laughs> the same jump. Yeah, he just goes. He's like, I have a third option, and then he jumps into the water, and then scuba divers underneath grab him and like pull him to shore. But you know, at least we got to see how he made it to shore. And this one is just jumps to like, yeah, he, he's good. He, he's fine. But did, yeah. did he manage to outswim the he- helicopter because that was so. Working fine. Like, yeah, it didn't get shot down yeah, or anything. I mean, they would have been able to see him swimming. <laughs> like, how fast is he swimming? Well, like, he obviously held his breath pat like the world record and then <laughs> dove further down and then kept going. Because apparently, it seems to be like going in, into the boys' territory. I'm thinking, like, the deep would totally come and get him, and <laughs> carry him, carry him off, and then send him to shore and stuff. God, that fucking show is so. insane oh god it's yeah it's it's really funny anyway so cool yeah though that was my that was my last thing was was cassavetti that's what i wrote i was like cassavetti is so awesome um okay oh wait also (laughs) that tan suede jacket that john travolta is walking around with when he's like caster ish sean okay and he kind of like strolls around when i think he's in the hospital and that's when he like pulls the thing off and, and she's like what are you doing here and he's like, I'm sorry, I was just like really insanely coming to your work because I thought <laughs> you knew that I wasn't me. Like, I don't know. That was really weird that he was like, just showed up there. Um, cool. All right. So music. Was there any music besides the Over the Rainbow? I don't know if there was. Yeah. That was a miss for me. There was a few. Oh, what were they? 
Uh, well, they had James Brown, Papa's Got a Brand New Bag, which oh. was the only one that I wrote down that I liked. Um, oh, that's right. And then they actually used that line. Actually, both characters used that line. Like, um, technically, I guess it's point caster. What is it? 2.0? Uh, yeah. He says it later on in the movie, but caster himself says it as well. Like, Papa's got a Brit. Let's see what Papa's got in his bag. That's what I think he said the second time. Well, that's where he does, yeah, because she's listening to it in her room. Correct, correct. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So that was the one song that I liked. And then, yeah, the, the song you referenced. And I think there was a couple other ones. Like, there was, I think, an actual song credit was when at the beginning of the movie um, they were playing in the church or or the choir, whatever that song they were playing was an actual oh, song. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. Oh, right. <laughs> So fucking but the weird. soundtrack didn't like, blow me away. But the, honestly, I don't think that really was the biggest deal in the world. I was so uh, into every like the action and everything. I know. Yeah. This also we were talking about like it's hard to think of action like this now. The one comparable I can think of is George Miller when he does Mad Max because that shit's all real. And I love I love Fury Road. It's like one of my favorite movies. Like I, I watch it like often. It's so cool. And that's like that. Like that barely had any CGI. And those were all like those real chases and real crazy, you know, like fire effects and like Tom Hardy strapped to the front of the car. Like, it's just- <laughs> <laughs> well, what, <laughs> so what is that? Like Charles said it earlier is what are those like called practical action or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think they did that on purpose or that's what Wu wanted or something like that. Yeah, which is great. I, I love mean, because they could have they could have done so much. The plane, even just like the ch- there's a boat chase. There's a fucking plane, and Hummer chase like a <laughs> private plane chase. Like there's so much. Isn't that also he also directed Mission Impossible too? John Woo forgot to mention oh, okay. that. Oh, isn't isn't there a chase scene or like there's one Mission Impossible? I haven't seen all of them, but there's one where Tom Cruise is like on the side of the plane, like outside. I don't know which one that is because I haven't seen it, but I don't know if that's the John Woo one or if it's like another director. But, but yeah, that one I just think of like I was like, oh, this wasn't like a Mission Impossible when they're like on a tarmac and like Tom Cruise like jumps on the wing and he's like on the plane like as it's taking off. I think. Oh, interesting. But yeah, I'm not sure which one that is, but. But yeah, he did MI2, John Woo, which is really cool. It's like interesting that he did that. Crazy. All right. So let's get to the meat of the pie. Favorite scenes and lines. All right. Do you want to just like, uh, like one at a time? Like you can point out one of some of your favorite scenes, Charles. What's, what's yours? What's your first one? Um, my first one that I will say out loud. Out loud? That I will talk about. Um, is why is is something scandalous that you don't want to say? No, 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 no. Sorry, I was, I was just trying to um, I was I was trying to buy time while I I browse my notes. oh while you look at yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about this opening. Okay, I okay. I love I love this opening. I love the carousel moment. I also love that you get that similar vibe that you get when uh Caster rolls up to the the tarmac. You get when he like takes off that big sheet and he has like the sniper rifle yeah and he's like sitting in the in the grass very like jfk like the grassy knoll and he's like sitting over there he also has a really dope outfit in there too if you watch it he has like a it's like a black suit he looks pretty like bad he looks very john wick yeah yeah 
Um, and yeah, I like how you, I like how they show that, and I like how they show the eye, and he has that like awful mustache. <laughs> they, like, oh, dude, out. hey, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> I like that. Mustache. <laughs> It was a little 70s porn stash, <laughs> like a little bit. But it's cool. I, I really like that sequence and how, at first I wasn't sure when I first saw it. I was like, wait, so how, I was like, oh shit, it went through it. It went like through him and then yeah. just immediately killed the boy. And, and yeah, so I like, I kind of just like how that was shown. I mean, not that, you know, like it's a great scene, but I like the way it was shot and the way it had like speeding up and then it would slow down. Like, I like that kind of. Yeah, and wasn't it, like, black and white, too? Yeah, I think it was, like, a really desaturation. Okay, yeah. Borderline black and white, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, So, I love the... the, uh, So, I I guess we'll talk about the first sequence with, like, you know, the plane and, you know, the cars and the the helicopter and the jet engine and... Oh, my God, I know. I I just have to say, being an international supervillain has to be exhausting. Like you, I mean, you just, you're like, you're like on the run constantly and you just don't get a break. You're always trying to outrun people and you have to think of really creative ways to do it. And like it, it just, you know, to be knocked out and taken into custody, like Caster Trey was like, oh, thank God I can finally get some rest. So (laughs) Caster or Pollock should not have chartered the, the private jet with cash because I guess it was not. Uh, anonymous you shouldn't have paid it should have been a, like a henchman yeah. that paid for the pj in fucking cash why because you're pollux they know that you're an associate they, well, you've been, like, he, <laughs> you and and they've been doing this for years too like i mean yeah. it's, it's not like they're like brand new to this like i mean you know just you know what like, do you, what do you guys expect the guy can't tie his own shoe of course he's gonna pay for the jet and cash in his own name but he yeah but he can build a goddamn atom bomb <laughs> like downtown la with like schematics and like a whole like computer program in like 1997 that still looks kind of like pretty okay now yeah, yeah, yeah it, has, it doesn't even look that bad has a chick that like pops up with her boobs and says like yeah <laughs> sinclair <laughs> I'm going to blow you away. away. <laughs> like, so it's like a fucking nuclear bomb, like skeleton. I was like, fuck, this is dark. I, <laughs> I have to say, despite him being a big geek, I actually thought he handled himself pretty well in that fight. You know, like, I mean, you know, he, he had a fucking Uzi. He, he was rolling. Yeah. And he, they, I loved how he just like chucked that briefcase at, at, at that FBI agent on, on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was fast thinking. <laughs> FBI. She was a little sloppy with her like reveal there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was a little like, she was like a tad late. She, I feel she, like she, she, <laughs> she, a little she late. was not on her A game clearly. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, she just yeah, she finished wasn't. sucking what's his name's tongue. So I, she was probably thrown off there. Like, what the <laughs> fuck do I do now? Yeah, but that's when she should have pulled out the yes. weapon. She should have been on the other, the opposite side of where uh, Pollux wouldn't look. Because Pollux wouldn't look. Probably. And like, even if it was like on the side, not facing and that no one could see, he couldn't see either. That's when she should have pulled it out. Yeah. Like hold it right to him. But like FBI, I agree. Then she should have fucking shot him. <laughs> that's how that's, yeah. That's how it should have I mean, been. Yeah. I, I mean, in, in her defense, she was also al- alone. So she didn't really yeah, have that. Yeah. That is kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, she was alone. You know, you'd think, I mean, I, I mean, you know, you'd think that, 
maybe like, you know, the pilot or, you know, the mechanic might be in on it too. But I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I guess they wouldn't have sent her in if they didn't think she could handle it. So. I mean, yeah, she should have fucking shot him, but I guess, yeah, that briefcase came out. Yeah. <laughs> fast. Yeah, totally. She didn't have reaction time. <laughs> that was, that was pretty, I have to say that was pretty brutal when he, when they're like, obviously like John Travolta comes like speeding up in this massive ass Hummer, like a whole fleet. And they're like on the tarmac and they're like chasing the plane down and they finally think they're going to go. They should have taken like not a PJ plane. They should have taken like a, like a more like propeller plane in like a field yeah where like it's not regulated like i don't know do planes get shot down if if like the air if they don't know what it is like fly like if you didn't like don't you have to submit a flight plan like you can't just like i think so let's say you have a plane right you can't just be like i'm gonna go to miami tomorrow like you have to you can but you have to submit a flight plan so they know like this aircraft is going this place my dad had his own plane and you know like um you know and you know it was like a small like four-seater, um, you know, and mm-hmm. so, That's cool. like, you know, like, um, so, you know, so, like, sometimes, you know, he'd just be like, you know, hey, do you want to go to, you know, Asheville to see, you know, Aunt Pooh? And I'd be like, sure. So, <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I feel like we did those on relatively short notice, but I, I think he, you know, I, th- I think he notified, you know, like, you know, like, um, air traffic control, people before he left yeah i'm not i'm not really sure how it works i don't really know what i'm talking about so like <laughs> the only thing i can think of is i know that um this is like a horrible reference that i'm about to bring up and it's really dated from like a pandemic uh dated reference but in tiger king there's like this one there's this one storyline where there's this woman who like has a husband that they think uh, like she killed or he's missing or something. She did it. And he she, she definitely did it. did it. She totally <laughs> did that. Come on. Well, he has a plane. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they haven't been able to find him, so it's suspect. He fed him so, to like, the cat. <laughs> well, do we know that? Yes. Allegedly, she did that. I don't know. Like, do we know that? Like. I feel like anything is possible at this point. I feel like he could be a number of places. He actually could be in Costa Rica living his best life, like, <laughs> and true. laughing at all of us. Like, real, like, and apparently his deal was that he had a plane. And I think much like you were like, uh, your dad's plane, Charles, I think it was like a, like a smaller plane, like four seater. Mm-hmm. So he would go to Costa Rica, but I think he had to like stop somewhere for gas because he couldn't make it from like Oklahoma or wherever. Yeah. But a lot of times they were saying that he would take illegal trips and like fly under certain radar oh. where they can't see you. I think they also did that in that Tom Cruise movie, uh, American made where it was about how they did like cocaine runs back in like the what late seventies, early eighties with those like private planes yep. that these guys would just like drop them in like the swamp or like wherever, but they were like not regulated. Like they were flying under a certain place where you couldn't be detected. That's what he should have done. You're like an Interpol like suspect. You're like a super villain. Yeah. Like caster. This is. is your full-time job, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running. Yeah, running. And one of my favorite scenes is in that sequence when he comes off the, or one of my favorite quotes when he comes off the tarmac and then he's like, yeah, stay out of downtown on the 18th. It's going to be a little smoggy. It was very <laughs> Joker. Oh it was very like Joker. <laughs> it was a very like Joker delivery there. Which I I think was when he first got on the, the PJ, since that's what we're calling it, when he first got yeah, on that's there, what I call it when he else. sat down, he like, um, and I'm going to butcher all the quotes that I have, but they, I wrote them down because I like the way they delivered it, and I'm going to butcher mm-hmm. it, but when he's like, 
let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, that is so Nicolas Cage. Oh, so oh it totally is. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Oh my God. When he shoots the agent, when he, when he's one of your Sean, and then he, and then he sees her, like you see John Travolta, like zoom in and he's like, Oh my God, he's got one of ours. And then the way he just shoots her and she fucking drops. Ooh, yeah. That was, brutal. that was brutal. Yeah. That was like really that brutal. That was the first scene of actually, which was early on. Right. That I went, Oh, like I, vis- yeah. like I uh, verbally out loud was like, Oh yeah. Uh, I was like, she, did he push her or did his shot make her fall out of the plane into the tarmac? I think she was already kind of like half out of the half plane out. and like kind I mean, of, yeah. Like, and then I think he shot her in the back and then she just, I mean, you she know, just like fell. Yeah. Yeah. He like it, let her go. She, yeah. I mean, she died multiple ways. Like, I mean, yeah, like, yeah that's true. Yeah. That's technically. True. Yeah. That was brutal. But then like when they cut back to after they, you saw her rolling and then you cut back mm-hmm. to the, uh, the PJ and you look at him out, he puts his arms up and shrugs and his face mm-hmm. with this shit eating grin. I like yeah. died laughing, dude. I'm sorry. I just laughed. Yeah, he was like, "Oh well." He's like, yeah, he, like shrugged the shoulders. Yeah, he like shrugged the shoulders. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, no, like, I that. Fuck. Right. Yeah, that's what it's it was exactly like. He doesn't. Exactly. He doesn't value human life. He's Castor Troy. Yeah. I mean, he lives day to day, pretty much. <laughs> Hour to hour, like minute to minute, really, actually. But I love how it goes to like, okay, so they're they're in this chase. They so they're trying to fly the plane. He closes the door. I love how he goes up into the cockpit and he's like, take off. And the guy's like, we can't. There's something on the wing, and there's like something like dragging them down when they try to pull up, and it doesn't pull up. And I love how he's like, fly, bitch. He's <laughs> like, I can't. And then he just fucking shoots him, and then he just like shoves him out of the way, and then he starts like manually trying to like do the you know the controls and i was like this is so bad and then of course just like that massive crash like into this you know hangar and we get like we get a very similar sequence in gone in 60 seconds at the end of that which is another nicholas cage fave um and that's what three years later when they're in that like steam it's almost looks very similar to the airplane hangar they're in like a a boiler mm-hmm. like a building that's like a massive boiler yeah it, it reminds me of that like different grates and like weird lights and it's dark and all that kind of stuff but i, I do also love when <laughs> they finally get they're like chasing each other it's like cat and mouse we also get when he's coming out of the plane and he like has the double guns and he's like rolling. He like shoots both of them out. Yeah. And then he like caster rolls down and Pollux comes out with the Uzi like just like and they're all like everyone's just shooting everywhere. I was like, how has no one gotten hit? How does Sean and Caster not have any bullet wounds at all throughout this entire scenario? They're constantly in crossfire, which I found kind of strange. I mean, but- I think that Hollywood tends to. S- simplify life sometimes yeah um, <laughs> you know if if you if you're the first or second build you're not going to get shot in the first 20 minutes that's just all there is to it like <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's so true also you, you go to tarantino for that exactly it's like you want to see the star die in the first five minutes just go watch like a tarantino movie <laughs> you're like oh damn but no, that was cool <laughs> cool um, I also love when they're like face to face and then he's like, you only have one, one bullet left. You too. And then they like are both like face to face. And then of course, 
um casters like runs out and he's like oh you got me you got me oh my god he's like on his knees and i love when he like pulls out the knife and the knife i wish i could have i should have been like froze the did the freeze frame but the knife is cool it has like a almost like a t-bar yeah and the way that he had it like yeah and it was like the way it was in his finger and then he the slow-mo was a little intense because he like kicked it so fast he kicked it out of his hand so fast right out of his hand yeah yeah, like so quick. But I like how he pulled it and he was like, Oh, I'm sorry, Sean. Oh my god. Like and then starts like begging with him and then that's when he starts like, you know, I'm ready. Right, he starts ready for the big rat. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I fucking, that's like just Nicholas Cage. Like I feel like that's just him. It's just really funny. And then of course he gets knocked out by the airplane hangar or airplane engine, like jet engine. Yes. Which puts him in a coma, doesn't kill him, but then he can wake up. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, considering how dangerous it is, someone may have wanted to just strap him to the bed, you know, just in case. Yeah, you right. Know, like. it's, it's so crazy. God. Okay. Um, who has another scene? Um, I mean, see. the surgery scene was a big one. Can like we the- can we talk about a transformation montage? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yes, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> That was so crazy. Also, I, th- I thought it was interesting that, like, a violent sneeze could dislodge the voice crack. It's <laughs> like, that's really, that's really sketchy. That's I was like, the equipment, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, that's going to change my voice just if you I violently sneeze. You can do all sneeze. this stuff, but you can't, like, make a good-ass microphone? Come on. Yeah, like, and just no recovery time. Like, what kind of place is this? I think it's, yeah, that fucking, like, the fact that they, like, not, I, I just kind of find it really weird that when you see the surgery, I, I love when they try to convince him, like, I'm sure, have they done this before? Um, it seems like this wasn't experimental. They're like, hey, Sean, like, these two people come to him, and they're like, hey, Sean, so this is the only way you can do this, and you know where this bomb is, you have to talk to Pollux, yada, yada, you have to go into the jail, and you have to be caster. There's no talk of, like... Oh, like this is a new experimental I mean, technology. They're like, yeah, do it. It'll work. It's fine. I mean, Dude, did you not see the guy's ear? We got this ear back 100%. <laughs> you can totally yeah, yeah. do this, okay? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I was like, they've just done this. And uh, there's, I guess, like prisoners have no consent because Caster's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I wake up and someone took my goddamn face. Like, is this real life? <laughs> like, who did this? I mean, Again, I just have to point point this out. Sean might have wanted to tell his wife just in case. Yeah, you know, like I mean, me. even though they said you can't tell your wife, dude, just tell your wife. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, just just so she's aware of you know what's going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, I, I mean, I I guess that ruins the entire plot of the movie. But I mean, just for your sake, <laughs> like, I know, right? Like, I. I was just like, really? Like, no one knows but these, what, five people? I know. The two, three doctors, and then Tito, and then the woman who came yes, to who, um, do it. Who is, um, that, that woman is the actress CCH Pounder, who um, mm-hmm. is best known as, um, who I best know as Dr. Hicks from ER. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. She's in ER. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's such a. She's actually really fucking cool. She's in a lot of stuff. She actually. was in. Was it like NYPD Blue or something or something? Yeah, like that? she's in NCIS. She's in one of those like 
NCIS spinoffs, I remember. Okay. Let me see. What else has she been in? She was in, yeah, NCIS. Oh, The Shield. She was in The oh, Shield. Oh, okay. Yeah, apparently she's going to be in Avatar. Oh, nice. Av- Avatar, what? Three, five. Oh, no, like all of the, I guess, upcoming ones. Oh, whoa. Because they're doing like five. Oh, I didn't even I mean, they're know doing that. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing a whole bunch of avatars now. It's, yeah, it's, she's. It's been like 14 years. No one cares about Avatar anymore. <laughs> no yeah, it really cares. I fell asleep in the first one. I was like, "This is some shit." <laughs> James Cam James Cameron's best years are behind him. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think he's he's gonna do like a T two anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah. Where we're gonna be like, "Fuck, this is redefining the genre." Oh. And um, wow. Back to the transformation scene. I do have to say, I, oh, yeah. I thought it was kind of funny that they had, like they gave they made like two big digs on John Travolta's like appearance because during <laughs> when he was going through like what's gonna happen, he's like, "Well, take care of your love handles," and I was yeah. like, Dude, it's "John Travolta, bro." But anyway, and then later on in the movie, they made that reference to he's like, "And I have to wear this ugly fit or this stupid chin or whatever." Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, I guess the joke is that, you know, everyone knows him as famously handsome and stuff, but, um, but still, I that thought was, that was kind of funny. That, that was it. <laughs> that was it. I think, I think that was the, that was one of the behind the scenes notes was that at first, like, I think John Travolta was like, wait, are they making fun of my face? Like to the writers. And they said, no, it's because Castor is so narcissistic that he wouldn't want to wear like anyone else's face, but his own. And I was like, okay, I I got that, but I can totally see how he would be like, why did you have to point out? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it seems like an answer you give to an actor so he doesn't have a meltdown on set. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we're using this new technique. It's fine. People will get it. <laughs> it's like it dude, tested well. It tested well, dude. You have a very famous butt chin. Okay, we all know. So, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all know. Like, everyone knows that's your chin. It was, it was fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. But yeah, I thought it was so funny when... Funny. I don't know if you guys saw the, the picked up that line about his love handles. I kind of laughed. I was like, dude, that's funny. Yeah. Take care of those love handles. <laughs> and like, apparently put a six-pack on him, too. Right. Because like, I guess uh, Castor is a six-pack. <laughs> no scars. Like, nothing. It's literally <laughs> like you are someone else. And when they lasered the face, it was like... It was like they just like they lasered the edges. I was like, what about the, like, bridge of the... Like, the nose? Like, yeah. Like, all, I, I feel like I don't this think, is more... I don't think that's <laughs> how... An, I don't think that's how anatomy works. <laughs> like, <laughs> no... I saw this on Nip Tuck. This is not what happened. <laughs> they, they did a facial transplant on one episode of Nip Tuck. Oh, God. It was that, like... A, that show scares me to death. Oh, God. Oh, it's good. It's so good. Have oh. you ever seen it? Yes! Oh, I've had to see it. That's oh, okay. I was going to say, if you haven't seen it, like, it's fucking nuts. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. It, oh, it yeah, it's really crazy. I can't do it. Oh, oh. Yeah, the surgeries are, like, pretty realistic. Insane. Um, I find it so... <laughs> weird too okay i also like the jail like i like the color palette it feels very david fincher we have like a fight club kind of mm-hmm. color palette that like cool green and i like that they were showing like nature videos on the screen mm-hmm. like when he does get into the prison and, and then i think pollux is like i hope they show the salmon breeding ones i find them strangely erotic I was like, <laughs> what is this deal <laughs> like, what is this deal 
<laughs> that was weird and creepy. That was so weird and creepy. And then I also love that, like, when he finally sees him, you know, he, he's wearing those fucking weird boots, those metallic fucking... It seems like some kind of Blade Runner shit. Like, some weird, like, way futuristic. Like, it doesn't seem like it'd be something that was happening in 97. Honestly, it seems like something that would happen later. Right. And they look like uh, like a, a stainless steel version of a ski boot. I don't know if you guys have been skiing, but it's kind of, like, mm-hmm. similar. It's weird. Yeah, totally. You can't bend your, you can't, your exactly. foot. Exactly. You can't really bend your foot, your foot at all. Oh, God. That, I, honestly, that was the part of the, the prison that, like, made me cringe. Just because, like, when I, like, had my foot stuff going on, I was in a oh, cast yeah. for, you know, oh, about yeah. eight, eight months. And when they took my cast off, it was like the most euphoric feeling I've ever had in my entire life. And to not be able to take your boots off at the end of the day has to be like utter hell. Like I just cannot imagine having to go through that. (laughs) (laughs) So that hit you personally, Charles. That (laughs) I I, 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 I took that boot scene personally. (laughs) (laughs) Your ass is mine. You're locked down. Worst line ever. (laughs) Yeah, it was like your ass is is mine. Yeah, like you don't belong anywhere. I am running shit. It's almost like that Denzel thing in uh, Training Day, where he's like, "I'm the police. I run shit here. Right? <laughs> you just live. You just live here. Just live here. <laughs> like that's. Oh, that was so epic. That's literally what it was like. Was, that was like Oscar. Was, give this. Give the man the Oscar. Was yep. that when he was that when he did the King Kong ain't got nothing on me? Uh huh. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's an amazing bit in um, that CNN 2000s thing where they do like the recap. Or no, I think it's the movies or the 2000s episode. And they talk to Antoine Fuqua, I think it was the director. And he was talking about how like the end of that, it was supposed to end so much earlier. And he just like kept the camera going. Oh, like really? it was so cool the way he described it. Yeah, because I guess he just knows Denzel really well working on that movie and kind of knew when he was going to like ad lib. And, and go off. Just not see and not say anything not yell cut you know and he was like i was looking through the lens and he's like i could see like something was about to happen and i just like let i just let the fucking tape go and it was like and almost all of that end i mean there's a little bit i think that was scripted but like a lot of that you can kind of tell and even everyone around him you know it was like even the people that were around him were like okay like something's happening like he's going off like I was like, that's where he got the Oscar, I think. Cool. I mean, he was great the whole movie, but that was like, whoa. Like, that that was, like, really it. But that's what it kind of, it kind of reminds me of. It's so funny. Oh, my God. So then we get the prison. We get the fight. We were talking about earlier where they, like, lock him down. And they're like, you know, you t- I, we tell you when it's does not fight or whatever. When Castor wakes up is, like, my favorite. You see him, like, laying in the bed. He's got the gauze on. And then, he, then all of a sudden... He just like, boop, 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 and like the thing just like gets higher, and he, all of a sudden he sits straight up, and then he, you see him later, and they like bring the fucking doctors there. He's gonna switch it, and you see like he has just blood, all like a, it's just like his skin is ripped off. Yeah, and he sees his fucking like thing like floating. He sees uh Sean Archer's face floating in the water, in the water <laughs> like thing. as he gets up and yeah looks out the thing, and he's like. What the fuck? I <laughs> like, do love like I, I I do love the brief exchange he has with his doctor when the doctor gets dragged in. He's like, "What do you want?" <laughs> you know, and then Caster Troy's like, "Uh, take one goddamn one guess." One guess. 
<laughs> it was it was very Walter White. It was like you're goddamn right. <laughs> it was like it was very it was very much like that. Like, like what the fuck do you up, think I have you here for? But like yeah. when he woke up, why would they have him touch his face and then have the blood on his fingers? I like cringe. Yeah. I was like, oh, stop. Yeah, it was I mean, gross. you can already I mean, tell it's like ugh, off. I, I mean, I I mean, I. I feel like that's kind of a natural reaction, though. Like, Fair you know, enough. yeah, you, you go, like, "What the heck?" You're just like, "What's going on? Why does my face feel funny? <laughs> Why does it feel wet? Yeah. <laughs> Why is my face feel super wet right now? It's just really weird." I wrote, "So terrorists have no rights, and I guess there's no consent to having your face completely stripped from you um, when you're knocked out by a jet engine." Exactly. So, yeah, that was <laughs> that's, funny. That was funny. That's pretty much it. Um, then, of course, we get probably one of the most iconic in the whole movie is when... So, Pollux has told Caster 2.0. So, he's like, fuck yeah, I know where the bomb is at the convention center. And he's like, I'm going to go get out. So, he, like, waits for... Like, you know, waits to for his visitor. And then you see that sliding door open. And it's fucking Sean yeah. 2.0, <laughs> like, as Caster. And then he's like, huh? You just see, like, Nicolas Cage be like, huh? And then he's like... Oh, uh, that's when he does the like, ooh, wee, you good looking. <laughs> very hot. like Danny Zuko. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, this feels very like Danny Zuko right now. Like the, and it was yeah, it was that was really cool. I really like that. It's, that's when like it's all like the looking in a mirror, only not. <laughs> only not. <laughs> it was so awesome. I wrote that down. Ooh, wee, you're good looking. You're hot. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that was awesome. It's so good. It's just so good. I love how he, and then I love how um, Sean 2.0 is just like, uh, wait, but, um, uh, and he's like, like, he's so confused. Like, he's like, wait, there's no way. And then he finds out, like, and he's like, oh, wait, but you're caster. He's like, well, that's our little secret. But, you know, won't say anything to anybody. And then he, like, flashes the wedding ring. Yeah. And then he, like, puts two and two together that he gave that to Tito. And then he shows him, like, see anything you like? It was, like, very Jim Carrey. It was very, like, <laughs> it was, like, very, like, over the top, which I guess caster sometimes could be i'm so bummed that we didn't see more of bad caster like we only saw him talking for like i don't know what like 10 minutes exactly not even yes not and, even and, yeah in that video that i showed you the gq where you know all the actors talk about all their movies mm -hmm. if you fast forwarded to like nine minutes in when he talks about face off he was literally saying you know i wish i could have played caster the entire movie because he's like, yeah. hopefully in the future, I, could, I wish I could have just played him the, instead of, because he's a John Travolta then did it the rest of the movie, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. And I, he had to be the sad sap. Exactly. Exactly. Who was trying to fake it. Couldn't even take his fucking cocaine or whatever drug he took. I was like, dude, just relax. <laughs> Why are you being so extra with this? You'll be <laughs> fine. Like you're around friends. You'll be fine. It's so crazy. But yeah, when that door slides open, man, I, I just love that. I love that so much. And he's just like, and he's like, wait, but you know, he shows him like the paper that he killed everyone, like everyone who knew. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. yeah, like no one knows about this anymore. It's very like mission impossible. Like if you're caught, we'll deny all knowledge of like this mm -hmm. whole thing. And as that was so, all like, like going on, I liked how uh, Nicholas Cage, I guess was playing John Travolta, uh, Sean, uh, kind of was meek and meager and kind of like going mm -hmm. to the stuff, kind of bent over and like like yeah. helpless and shit. It was it was he did a really good job. Yeah, yeah, he really did. Like just switching it up like that, 
He totally did. And then he's like, wait, but... And he's like, yeah. Uh, he's like, so that means no one can switch us back. So you're going to be in here for the next hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he's, he's such a dick. And that's when he like... I think he says like, I um, I have a I have a government job to abuse and a lonely <laughs> wife to fuck. <laughs> and then that's when he's like... He's like, oh my god, I'm sorry. And then that's when like he grabs his his throat, you know. And then he's like, die, die. And then they lock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they lock. They lock the thing down. And he's like, sorry, thank you, fellas, thank you so much for like you know like taking you know getting this under control. And then he's just like, oh my god. I remember. Uh, and of course he gets. Oh yeah, go on. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, go as soon on. as that like the scene that you said was awesome, right? They open the door, he does that whole thing, and then he you know. You're going to be in here the next hundred years, and, he's, and then he's gone. As soon as that scene was over, I wrote, Travolta's mannerisms were done perfectly to be like uh, Nicolas Cage, how Nicolas Cage would have been if it was if he just had the faces swap. I thought it was – and then throughout the movie, like John, I felt John Travolta's mannerisms of playing Nicolas Cage as him, it, it was awesome. It, it was so good, and apparently he, John Travolta said that he loved studying his mannerisms for this role, and they hung out for two weeks all the time together before filming. I want a movie about those two weeks. <laughs> I want, like, a hangover. I want a hangover Thelma and Louise-style movie about the two weeks before they were prepping to do Face Off. I mean, why like, not? Like, I, <laughs> I would God. love that to be, he like, they back. have to... Do you right? Like they have to do everything together. Almost like what I feel like this reminds me of like when Johnny Depp was with like Hunter S. Thompson oh, and like yeah. became him for Fear and Loathing and like yeah. kind of never never left really. But like <laughs> no. it seems like yeah, no, that changed him. I'm telling you. Like <laughs> yeah, after no, still that, it. it was like it was totally yeah, it was totally different. But I feel like I want like to know more about like what did you guys do? Like, did you guys like play cards or like hang out at home and like do stuff and like watch him walk around. Like, how do you do that? How do you, I mean, cause Nicholas Cage's uh, John Travolta's mannerisms, like were just very like meek and meager. There weren't any yeah. noticeable, you know, things you could tell like, Oh, that's Sean. Nope. Like, Sean was I thought the, the same thing. Guy. I was like, I actually think <clears throat> John Travolta's did better actually, which is weird mm-hmm. because they both did really good. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and it was, it's way more fun to be a villain. Anyway, like, it's just more fun to be a villain. So I can see why Nicolas Cage would be like, damn, because it was so fun being caster. Yeah. And before, he has to act very, like, when he's Sean, he has to act very, like, it's fake bad. Like, right. he's not really bad, you know? So he's kind of like, shit, I'm like a good guy. <laughs> you know, I can't really be that crazy. <laughs> um, I also love that, <laughs> okay, so they get Pollux out. Like Sean is, you know, back in the in the FBI. I love that he's abusing his government job. That was a pretty funny line too. Um, and I love that he got Pollux out. And I love how Pollux again like waves with his pinky and he was yep. like, "Bye, bro." When <laughs> <laughs> he leaves, he leaves. So and then weird. he, like, <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, that voice apparently wasn't in the script, and Alessandro just like did it. And it's it's like reminiscent of like an actor from like early uh, film. Like in the, I want to say like 30s, oh, but I could be wrong. But yeah, but so that was not in the script for him to play it that way, but like the way his voice is and his vocal affect, but he did it anyway, which I thought was really cool that he like changed it a little bit. Well, so he, I love it. it. He, he gets him all that food and stuff too. Oh, what were you going to say? I said, I'm glad that, that that made it into the movie though. Then if it wasn't. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know it's cool. Yeah, they didn't tell him like no, no accents. You know, just make it like a regular like this kind of person or that kind of person. Like, don't change it. But yeah, it's cool that he has that. And he, I love it. He gets him out of jail. He puts him in the interrogation room, and he's like, and he's like, eat. They're like, what is he doing in there? And like, he's just eating tongue sandwiches and like tiramisu. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like eating. And they see him, and then he's like, and of course, like Sean comes in and turns off the mic, and he's like, you're supposed to be making me look good. It's like, you're supposed to be squealing, like, come on, you gotta tell me about, like, where the bomb is, all this kind of shit. And he's just like, well, you know, like, he's like, oh, I hate looking at you with that face. Like, it makes me, what, like, hope my tiramisu doesn't come back up. <laughs> and then he's just like, you're not the only one in the family with the brains. And he's like, no, but now I'm the only one with the looks. <laughs> he's like, touche. <laughs> oh, that was really funny. Oh, that was so good. Um, the, so Sean foils the bomb, surprise, surprise. And I love when you see in jail, they're watching the news and then he's like, yep, I foiled the bomb. Everything's cool. Blah, blah, blah. Save the day. And then he's like, they're like, oh, well, you know, do you want to say anything to the public? And he's like, yeah, if he's watching, uh, I just like to say interception. Sorry. Now our side's got the ball. (laughs) And he like looks at him and then you see like, uh, you know, Sean's like looking up at him like, fuck, how the hell am I gonna get out of here? Now this prison escape it was quite a marvel is what i wrote yeah um like like to fake shock therapy to somehow <laughs> it feels like very disturbing behavior at the end of that like it feel like you were so close to like somehow you were able to like foil this entire thing to get out of like a supermax prison uh, I don't know how. I don't know how he got those boots off either. Well, I think. Oh no, I did. They, that's why they yeah. take them off. When no, I'm, off. Yeah, that's right. I'm telling you, shock, he, right? I'm telling you, he would not have been able to execute that escape because his mind would have been in complete and utter euphoria from getting those boots off. Like, I mean, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but not much because he literally has been there for like 24 hours. Because this is the weirdest timeline you've ever <laughs> seen in a movie. Because everything happens like every 30 minutes. Yeah, be- <laughs> like- because it, um, because uh, um, because we, for, I, I guess the timeline is anywhere from like from like one to like seven weeks or something. Like, I just I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's really crazy. It's just like so crazy. Um, that's another good one. Uh. My obviously thing, his fucking loft too the loft, loft is good but like it's back when you were talking about how epic the like er, crazy the escape from supermax uh, was <laughs> i thought like yeah okay so he's dea or, or what was he fbi like as a i think he's fbi fbi right yeah. so i know he's a smart guy but like did he like know code how did he break all like he doesn't know that prison like how did he go no. and just type all that stuff quickly? Ooh, boom, ba-boom, boom, ba-boom. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. come on, bro. This is just a little much. Sure, I'll give him a little bit of knowledge on how to crack some code, but co- uh, how? But obviously, no, not happening. It's a movie, mm-hmm. I guess. They're like, he knows how to do it. He just knows how to do it. <laughs> so funny. Um, does anyone have any quotes up until this point? I have a few more, but they're like later on. Um, um, I'm trying to think. I don't know where this came from, but for some reason I wrote down the note. It always creeps me out when men say I have to use the little boy's room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is really weird. That is weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. Girls don't say little girls room. I, I guess they do. I don't but... know if that has anything to do with the movie, but I guess I just felt compelled to write that down. Like, <laughs> Does anyone say it? I mean, no. I, no one no. says it. I, no, I was like, <laughs> I, 
know like four people who say it and it's like really weird really yeah and but but i mean they're all like they're all like over 60 so i I guess it's like a cultural oh is it like a a generational thing you're talking in real life, Charles. I thought you were talking about the movie. I was like, no one says that in the movie. And yeah, uh, but in real life, yeah, that's <laughs> creepy. I've also heard people say that, and I think it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely weird. It's just like, like just just say you're going to the to, to the bathroom. That's what everyone else says. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. just just don't try and be different in the, in this instance. God. <laughs> yeah, I've heard like I gotta go use the loo. I've gotta go use the jaw. I gotta hit yeah, the head. Yeah, that's uh, you know. fine. That's fine. Don't say you have to use the little boy's room. Like, it's yeah, crazy. It's you're weird. a grown ass man. It's weird. <laughs> men's room. Yeah. Can you say where's the, yeah, to go to the men's good. room? That's good. I use that. Yeah, yeah like. It's just so weird. It's so crazy. Um, of course, we get the classic um, quote where they actually repeat the title of the movie where he's, what do you want to do? I want to take his face off. <laughs> I he's literally like, wrote take that down what? too. I said the title drop when they actually say face off on the couch was awesome. Mm-hmm. Even though this, everyone knows it, but it was actually really well delivered and awesome. I love it. I love how he's like questioning him like, you want to take his face off? Huh? Yeah. I'm going to take his face off. Eyes, nose, <laughs> off. No more yeah, drugs ab- for this one. Yeah. <laughs> no more drugs for that man. <laughs> like, I love it. It's that so awesome. good. It's so good. Um, I also love the ironically foreshadowing moment of Janie or Jamie in the car with Danny Masterson, who is now literally about to be on trial for sexual assault, trying to sexually assault his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. And I couldn't recognize that, that guy. What was his name again? What'd you say? Danny Masterson? Oh. He was, I, uh, what was his name in that 70s show? I don't remember. I didn't watch that. Oh, that was him. Scene. I knew it was him. With the glasses. Yeah. With the sunglasses. No, I couldn't yeah. tell. And I was like, if that's him, then he literally is in trouble for like literally that. Uh-huh. Kind of yeah. He's about to, I think, be on trial soon or has been or I don't know. Wow. But yeah, there is like an actual pending trial. I thought that was insane. Um, that that was in there and that I'm glad that like he pulled him. I love the way he pulled him out of that window where he like broke the window and like just dropped, like grabbed him out. He literally put his foot through the damn window all the way. Like Mm -hmm. he put his foot all the way through the window. Yeah. (laughs) This guy must have done some really good, you know, uh, what is it? Plyometrics or whatever they call them. (laughs) Yeah. And just like pulled him out. Like literally just pulled him straight, straight out. And he's like, uh. You know, uh, and I think when she comes, like, she runs back in the house and he's like, dress up like Halloween and ghouls will try to get in your pants. <laughs> and then she's like, do you have protection? She's like, what? You mean like condoms? He was like, no. And that's when he pulled out, like, the the butterfly yeah. knife. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you stick this in their thigh and then, like, turn it. And so the wound won't close. And she's like, and then I love how he, like, dangles it over her face and she, like, grabs it. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and she, like, grabs it and takes it. That was really cool. But that's insane. And then I wondered, I was like, why the fuck is he in this movie? And I was like, oh, he's also a Scientologist. And so is John. Oh, you're right. I oh, I forgot was, about that. I wonder if that has something to do with, like, him getting the role. Him getting was, cast? I, was he, fa- he Yeah. I mean, that was 97. What was he doing then? Da- Danny Masterson. Uh, let's look him up. And I believe their family is. Like, I think their whole family is is in Scientology. I don't know Ugh, if they... It's so weird to 
think about working class Scientologists. Like, I mean, oh, you know, you know, like, a lot. it's just, it's, just it's like a waste. Odd. It's like a yeah. waste. Oh, <laughs> he'd been in a lot, actually. A lot of these things I've never seen, but like he was in like small TV shows. He was in two episodes of Roseanne in 94. Oh, okay. So, so, I mean, he was doing his thing or doing things. He was in Hollywood. Yeah. He was in like three episodes of Party of Five, two episodes of NYPD Blue. And then, um, that was in 94 to 97. Yeah. Then Face Off 97. Okay. So, yeah. Sybil, that sitcom that Sybil Shepherd had. Oh, okay. It was in that 16 episodes. He was in the faculty. He was uh, just someone number one. Like, he wasn't, like, a credited name. And then I believe that 70s show started in 1998. So oh. just the next year he got that 70s wow. show. And then, yeah. So he became, like, you know, big from that. Interesting. 200 episodes. Damn, he's in 200 episodes of that show. That's nuts. And they're doing a remake, but obviously he's not in it. <laughs> No, but we're yeah, not remake a reboot. They're doing that '90s show, oh, but everyone signed on to do it. Yeah, everyone signed on to do it. Apparently, but oh well, who I mean, knows? His net worth is going to take a huge hit after this rape case. Well, I don't think he's gonna. I mean, he's not going to do it. So who knows how much money? Well, I guess he has like residual money. No, I'm like saying I'm saying he's stuff. on trial. Like I'm looking it up now. You're right. He's currently on. trial. Oh, he's on trial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Danny he Mas- is. Okay, so it's, it must not be televised then, because yeah, I didn't know. No, nope. it, it says right Danny now. Masterson rape accuser cries foul over um him trying to delay, because uh, oh. apparently the judge or his lawyer is also presiding over a different case uh, of oh, this baseball wow. player. But anyway, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that's also really crazy that that scene happens in the movie, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, that SWAT raid was insane. Oh my god, it, like just kept going. <laughs> it's kept going. Yeah, and that's why I was like, like this body using the count. kid as a hot potato. Everyone's just yeah the kid around like you take the kid, you take the kid, <laughs> take him. Dude. Just put on some headphones. Just put on some headphones, <laughs> babe. It's okay. Right, and those headphones were dope. By the way, I think I had a pair pretty close to those when I was a kid. Those are really, those are really cool. Like I like them. That's we have the somewhere over the rainbow. Mm-hmm. So, so those were cool. The yellow ones. Yeah, the yellow ones. Like the sports know, like, version. Yes, yes, yes. Those are so cool. Um, we also get uh, he like kind of subtly kills his boss. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like the guy was having the heart attack, and then of course that sets up like the major scene, which is like the funeral. And there's like that's in the big like I love when he like they both walk in in the suits and then like the doves and it's like ah the eternal struggle between good and evil <laughs> like you know like we're finally in here we're in this church you know and then I love how he's like but you're still not having any fun <laughs> like it, it just feels like Travolta really just got the best role you know he got to have fun through so much of it when he subtly killed his boss so was he like having like a minor stroke or a heart attack and i, I swear think it I was thought he like did he karate chop his neck or something what was yeah, that yeah in the back what was yeah, that like in the back <laughs> i have no i don't know if so that's he was like falling him. from a heart attack and then he just goes and goes cha-cha, and like chops his yeah. head like what is that gonna do the way he so calmly is like, hey, uh, Sarah, thanks. Uh, yeah, EMF, he's having a heart attack. Thank you. <laughs> like, please call the paramedics. <laughs> like, oh, that's weird. like so calm and like really weird. I was like, God, what a fucking sociopath. Like, what a nut. It's so funny. Um, and then we also get like the grand standoff where like Sasha comes in. And that's when we get that amazing quote with like, Sasha, 
what the fuck Sasha, are you what doing? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? It kind of sounds like the Californians uh, skit from SNL. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, what's up? It's really funny. I found that really cool. And then we also get the wee, what a predicament. And then they're all like, sh- like pointing guns at each other. Eve is like freaking out. <laughs> Eve, Yo. Eve's like terrified face is nuts. Yeah, it, um, it was hilarious. There is this great scene when like shooting starts, when Eve just like grabs a chair and starts beating the shit yes. out of the sky with a gun. That yep. she cracked it over John Travolta's <laughs> back. It was like her husband. She like she knows it's really Castor now, but she almost she like cracked it over his back like WWF. Like, I just like dude, drops I, the gun. When that happened, I wrote down Charles Travolta's wife Eve hits dude with chair during the standoff shooting scene. Hilarious. <laughs> it was so That's good. totally what it was. I, uh, it was so I, awesome. I uh, like to pause the movie in like random places and, and just like take a picture. And so I, I like paused and took a picture of that scene and sent it to, to you guys er- earlier. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good like face oh. for Eve. It was like right, so right, right. good. Yeah, it was so good. I was like, oh my god. When we get the standoff, we get the standoff with the daughter too, which I love. Yeah. Where she's she has no idea what's going on. I guess you know, haven't told the daughter yet either, because there's no cell phone, so (laughs) that's the the problem of that era. We what a predicament, right? That's when that Mm -hmm. one Yeah, yeah, I wrote that. That's what uh, John Travolta said, yeah. Or Sean said. As caster. Right. So I I Yeah. After I think it's still during the scene, uh I I believe I have written down here Travolta, I guess so Sean or whatever, um, saying, Dad, put the gun down. Dad. Because he was talking to him. It's obviously reversed, but he was talking to uh, Nicolas Cage, uh, but vice versa, right? So he's like, Dad, put the gun down. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, Dad, and she's like, What? What's yeah. going on? And then, she, and then you see fucking Eve, like, Jamie! Like, <laughs> full on scream, like, from like right across. She's like, Oh my God. And then she's like, What's going on? And he's like, Then I love how he tries to dislodge his like uh, voice thing by like just shaking his throat. And he's like, Listen to my voice. I'm your father. I'm your father. I was like, She's like, so confused. <laughs> she's like, What the fuck's going on? Oh my god, she's like, this is insane, it's so crazy. And that fucking gross scene where he, like, licks her face. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, no, mm-hmm. that was gross. Uh, I was like, no, no, please. I, I was, thankfully, there was nothing that because ha- they set up kind of a skeevy vibe with John Travolta as caster when he first saw Jamie. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, no, 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 yeah, please, I, yeah. no, don't, don't do this. Like, thank God that it wasn't like he was going to grab the cigarettes and then she's like um and then he was like oh that's okay i don't care like whatever yeah. i thought the so exact thankfully same thing. that was good and mm-hmm. then after he kicked her boyfriend's scummy ass and then he like mm-hmm. hooked her up with the switchblade that yeah. was cool because it's kind of funny how it worked where he's like next time if you, you know he's like if, if you dress up like a halloween costume mm-hmm. weird dudes will try to get in your pants and he's yeah like, and he's like, next time, stab him in the leg and twist. Then yeah. the wound won't close. And she eventually used that on him. Yeah. And, then she, and he's like, ah. And you're like, Screw. Usually at this point in a regular movie, we'd be done. But yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The last 
But there's like this whole ass boat scene that we still have to get to. <laughs> exactly. Baywatch, Baywatch could only wish they had a fucking boat scene like this. Because these are the boats they used in Baywatch, the Scarabs. And this was like their, this was during like height of Baywatch time, like 97. So I remember thinking like, oh my God, these are those like crazy speed boats that they use in Baywatch. And they're always like doing these weird marine chases. This was a nuts marine chase. Yeah, this was, like, it was this- so cool. It was incredible. It was so cool. Yeah, <laughs> it was I love well it. filmed and choreographed. Everything was great. I feel when like they this- flew off the roof. <laughs> like, yeah, that was flew cool. towards <laughs> flew towards the camera. I was like, oh my god! I wrote something. Just- else. Just them shooting everyone. Like he would walk up to the guy who had the boat and he just shot him, like with like an automatic. Yeah. Then they I think the cops get there and Sean like shoots the cops. Like they just they're like, Sean, sir, like what's going on? And then they probably know that he's caster at that point, and then he like just shoots them, just like kills all these people. Yeah. I was like, fucking A. He gave up on being like a good guy anymore. Yeah, oh totally. Because now I think Eve called and she told like what was going on. Yeah. She's like, I'm the I'm the wife, like yada yada, like so all these people know now and they're like, Oh shit, we gotta like figure this out, which is nuts. Like I would be like, Oh my god, we have this guy like in our fucking office. Like, do we know if he took any files or what? <laughs> like he could have transferred like private FBI files to his like cr- like you know homies and then like well well before we find anything out like you know it's it's kind of crazy but i'm sure not that last scene where you get like the harpoon and that maniacal face cutting which really freaked me oh, out oh yeah that was oh, oh, that was awesome i thought that was awesome <laughs> the way that john travolta did that playing like that's exactly something that nicholas cage would do his character like caster oh totally it was kind of totally. awesome but like during that scene um he did say, um, he said, I, I, now this is Travolta, so I guess it's Sean, but he was like, you're right. No, even though he looks like John Travolta, but he's uh, caster. He says to Sean, you're right, Sean. I misbehaved. You need to punish me. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's scorn. That's scorn lover talk right there. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> They had to like sneak it in there somehow. Like it's, I it's just like punish me. It's oh my crazy. god! Then he harpoons his ass after he rips his face or tries to. Yeah. God. And then of course they're back. They're in that when they're in the ambulance and he takes the wedding ring off. And then they're like, and he, they're like, don't worry, everything will be just back to the same when you wake up. I was like, really? So he goes under this intensive surgery and then like. <laughs> give or take a week later goes back through it again and like is fine like this is crazy right that's so much well who are we to question science (laughs) yeah i mean uh, apparently i I guess so i I, the only other really that's pretty much all the notes i had but one note i really actually did write down was did anyone else find it really creepy that john travolta was touching all the faces like i get that that was so weird. weird It was, I, it was weird. so weird. Like, like, I guess, like, it technically helped her, his real wife, know it was him when he finally, like, did, did it to her face. Yeah, because she's, she's like, kind of the blood test, down. though. That was after, <laughs> like, that was the blood test. That, that yeah, that's after. true. So, yeah, like, I but, think it calmed her down, that little mannerism. But still, it was really creepy. All throughout no, the movie, it was weird. No, but, like, imagine you're a five-year-old boy. Your parents have just been, like, murdered in, like, this shootout. This this guy who shot them takes you home, and this, this weird girl comes up to you and starts pawing your face like you're a scratch mm-hmm. post. It's so <laughs> weird. 
and but, oh, but 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 I, I guess it's just like, well, welcome to the family, son. You know. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jamie. And then I love I love that he looks at he looks and she's like, hey, I actually have someone else. I was like, so you didn't consult your wife before you brought a whole child into your house? I mean, that might be one of <laughs> that might be something you guys want to talk about. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah he ushers weird. ushers him in, and he's like, meet Adam. And she's like, Hi, Adam. I'm Jamie. And the way that he looks up at Eve's face, like, is this okay? And then she subtly nods. I'm like, like, it's a child. (laughs) We have a whole human being here. A whole nother human being. That's cool. I know. We can pretend to have the, like, son that we wished that we had. And it also is really fucked that it's actually Caster's child. Oh, right. Like, he's the one that killed your son. And you have, like, his biological child. Like... How are we going to explain who his biological parents are when he grows up? Oh, it's a mess. Like, that's messed up. He's caster. That's another. That's the sequel. Yeah. Like the, when the, the son starts acting out, Adam starts acting out, and he finds out, like, wait, my real last name is Troy? I'm really Adam Troy? Like, literally, like, you know, uh, an heir to this massive, like, criminal empire that some people have still been following, and I can, like, come back to do this, you know? Like, oh, that, you're that spot on, because there's on. a sequel. It got greenlit. It's coming. Is it actually going to happen? It's in, in February of 2021. It's reported that Adam Wing, Wingard will direct and film uh, would be a direct sequel to the original. So that was just last year. Damn. Wow. Oh, shit. So I think you're onto something, Lauren. <laughs> Oh, well, so, let's hope they don't listen to this and steal the fucking idea. So, wait, did Caster die at the end of the movie? Because I was a little unclear about that. They made or, it seem so. We don't know. I, okay. <laughs> well, I guess oh, we're... oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, see another, I see another article that says Pedro Pascal eager to join Nicolas Cage in Face Off 2. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh my I will God. actually explode. Oh I will actually Another movie with them together. <laughs> Yay! Oh my god, that's actually amazing, and that's such a good place to end because so. we'll give you an update on the sequel, and it should be dope. And yeah, this was so fun. Yeah. I mean, it's always super fun talking about movies, and I'm glad that Manny was on the podcast. Yay! So, thanks, yeah, thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, it's super fun, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Take care. Bye. Take care. Surgery. I'd like to take his, his face off.